we'd like to wish a happy two-year anniversary to Stormy World. It's the Kardashians and their many relationships this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That? The party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. We're on day of being in our homes. Man, you can actually just this. probably figure it out. Subtract 365 from whatever today's... Uh, how many days? You could figure it out. I'm not, I'm not going to, <laughs> but you could figure it out. <laughs> With like a pen and paper. You are, about, you are about to go on a mathematical yeah. well, uh, path. And actually, then you were like, Nadia, no. it's uh, 300 <laughs> and... Third, no, I, you're right. This is the most... I was about to... <laughs> This is maybe the only time you've ever actually to me, <laughs> which I'm grateful for because <laughs> Lord knows how many other people do it. Um, I, That's a compliment to me, too. How are you feeling about the Joss Whedon stuff that has been coming out? Um, as a know, Buffy fan, as a known Buffy yeah, fan. As a, as a Buffy fan who, uh, who pushed to get a Buffy episode early on in this podcast run, I've <laughs> known... Um, I've read about and watched YouTube clips of Charisma Carpenter talking about her experience on Angel in a way that I was always just like, I'm, I just, I'm feeling he's not a great guy. Um, that I, nothing about what she's saying seems right. So it's not shocking to me, just another level of disappointment. But I've also kind of um, decided that aside from Joss Whedon, um, there are so many incredible, some of the best TV writers were on Buffy. And right. I think the act, the cast of Buffy is uh, so good for selling what is, you know, silly, silly material um, and, and making it so real. Uh, I think it's kind of hard for me to just be like, well, Buffy's dead because Joss Whedon's bad. Cause I feel like there were so many more people that made Buffy Buffy. Um, oh yeah. It takes a village to yeah. make anything. And because so, he whenever... had to leave to go make other shows anyway. So, you know, the showrunner yeah. always kind of like gets their hand out of the pot a little bit. So um, God, we don't even need a guest. Let me think of what else I think about <laughs> Joss Truly fine. <laughs> you know when you're talking about something for a while and you're just like in your in your mind you just mm -hmm. see somebody being like wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> the story of my whole life. <laughs> wrap it up more like keeping it up. Oh, oh that's how you segue. That's wow. the seg alert going off. I'm going to bring in our wonderful guest the co-host of the podcast, Kardashianet. Welcome, Jess Jardine. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm so you. happy to be here. I, I was I was learning a lot, to be very honest, because I didn't watch because I didn't watch Buffy. And I, I I am a little outside of the Joss Whedon verse and, and the whole scandal of it. I've like been following it and he sounds very bad, but I also yeah. I don't have that like anchor to the like the the crushing part of it. You know what I mean? Right, right. I never watched his stuff enough. Good for people speaking up to uh, people in power who are bad. Speaking of people in power who, who are, are bad, <laughs> <laughs> inarguably so, <let's>, terrible. <laughs> so, 
So we're going to get in a little bit to today's topic, which is the many, the myriad of relationships within the Kardashian universe. I think that's probably the best way to say it. Uh, Jess, why do you know that? So, okay. So, so for anybody who doesn't know, uh, you, I, I host a, uh, co-host a podcast with, uh, Marcy Jaro, who is, uh, incredibly funny, insightful, lovely woman. And, uh, we host a podcast about the Kardashians and we've been at it for a bunch of years. We recap episodes of the actual show, but also try to dissect a lot of the actual like news and really try to talk about like the actual, meaning behind things as this like this sort of matriarchal family at the center of pop culture at the center of the way that they intersect sports fashion uh obviously entertainment like every industry now especially now it's literally like beauty style tequila (laughs) that's like if you're Kendall Jenner announced your tequila brand this week if that's what that's in reference to um so they not are an ad. Not, an, not ad. an ad, not a plug. Never gotten a dollar from this family, which is sad. <laughs> <laughs> makes they have so me, many dollars to give out. They should be giving you dollars. I, it's weird and it makes me weird. Um, so <laughs> we're very like, you know, they're a fast. Basically, the whole podcast has started uh, because it was originally me and Trisha McAlpin, who is also a wonderful comedian from UCB, where we all met. Um, and we would text a lot because there's a lot of shame in being a Kardashian fan and you like hide in the shadows together, um, especially if you like them and you like the family on any level, you like hide it from all your loved ones. And so we would text each other and be like, I like Chris, I like this. And uh, <laughs> we like learned that we all really liked the Kardashians. So we were like, what if we made a podcast that was like out in the open talking about like what's interesting about them? And there's many things that are, but I, I think that one of the like fundamental pieces that is fascinating if you've watched the show and even if you haven't is understanding the way, because especially it is this like matriarchal family, the way that romance and cause it mostly, it's mostly women, um, the way that romance factors in, the way their love lives factor in, the way it weaves in with their businesses, the way it weaves into the show, uh, the way that they have spider webbed and dated each other's like exes or baby mama's exes. And it is just like, I've seen magazines do like kind of like spider web attempts at breakdowns. And it's like, you kind of can't believe it till you hear it. Like, how it actually works and it's treated as very nonchalant and all it really points to is that it is like as all rich people things really insular and easier for them to just keep dipping into a lot of the same pool so that's yeah. why I'm it was definitely a thing where when i started doing the research on it because well i mean before we get started obviously you're a big fan steve are you a kardashian person are you a fan do you watch the show um no i guess i'm no i've i've seen I've seen episodes of the show. I was I went through a phase for a while where um I would put on E and um keeping up with the Car- keeping up with the Kardashians and botched just yes. like in the background put me to sleep so <laughs> comfortably and easily and I don't know what it was about or what it like why it was but um so like I know I I probably know more than 90% of the country about the Kardashians. I was going to say, I feel like show. you're what you're so good at like osmosis, you know? And yeah, so- like I know, I know Rob sells socks. Yes. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like knowing how much you like 
know about like Britney by choice. It's yeah. like you would then by osmosis, especially because that's what I we originally when we were emailing like it, it it all basically circles the same drain of my obsessions of like early 2000s LA celebrity world mm-hmm. in LA. So it all kind of like comes to the same fine point. But yes, I knew that you uh, even and also what's very funny is like I have a podcast I talk about them every week and I'm fairly sure I don't like them at all anymore. <laughs> like, especially in our, in the last year, like it is a huge struggle to cover them as like a um, symbol culturally and like uh, to wave a really big proud flag for in a year that has like, could not misread our culture more, but, um, but they're fascinating. I'll never not be fascinated by them. Right. My oh yeah. They'll be, tombs written (laughs) poems written tomes not tombs they will create their own tombs they will have tombs written they will will build their own weird pyramids somewhere out in wyoming they'll just buy a bunch of land right next to paul's fracking industry and they'll just build pyramids and have uh whoever works for them in one of their many many mansions build them and then they will do <laughs> they'll appropriate my people's culture and just like bury all their shit I was in gonna there say, and be like, they no will, one's like, allowed to see it i was gonna say they'll make it like some sort of like armenian uh journey <laughs> that they are anointed and allowed to make and do <laughs> it's like yeah and then yeah and kim will try to tie back to armenian culture and it'll be like lady <laughs> I'm on. Anyway, I should. I should. I'm. I'm. I'm also happy, so I get it. But I'm sometimes when I hear her talk about that stuff, I'm I'm actually for when we. Well, I would love to hear an actual Armenian person talk about the Kardashians' relationship. Well, I'm Egyptian, but I do have Armenian friends who I think are like. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yes, I agree with you. I like. I I shouldn't speak. Uh about her because to be truthful it's like she might be the most she might be the most famous partially middle eastern person (laughs) on the planet at this point it's weird i don't i don't love that but also then that's like you know i'm counting armenians as sort of part of middle eastern culture because of the way americans view it Versus like, I think the way other parts of the world might view it where they'd be like, oh, that's the caucuses or that's, you know, Mm. a different thing. It gets also complicated. So many things in our lives are complicated is what we're learning today. Uh, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, okay, so what I learned, because I'm not a Kardashian fan. I'm, I mean, I've never really been a super fan of them. I never really watched the show. I, like Steve, have learned things through osmosis. So I have, when I was going through going like, okay, who have they dated? Like, I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember this. So it's just like a lot of news stories and stuff that like sticks in the back of my head. Uh, I too have a soft spot for like, I'm going to call it the TMZ years. Mm-hmm. Like, That's a just, perfect way to describe it. Just, yeah, 98 to to 2006, like before the, the recession. Just the amount of tabloid paparazzi publicity stuff that was happening. It's like when Kim was a little baby. They they rose <laughs> out of the ashes. Of they the really reception. found a way to like um in that pr- process of like because it's going back to Britney. Like the, the TMZ and the paparazzi around that time was so terrible and so invasive. And the Kardashians really seem to like find a genius way to flip it and be like, nope, we're in charge now. Nope. 
Mm-hmm. We'll 100%. tell we'll tell you what the Kardashians are doing, which it's, is and you know, that's commendable. It's, been, it's and it's always been the thing we've said on the show is that like they when people are like have people have wondered for years because they've gotten so wealthy like why do they have the reality show why we know that that pays less than like all these other ventures and it's because they have their own built-in PR machine they can spin everything that happens every misstep every business uh direction every new brand of the zillions that they shill they can spin it they have their own like it's almost like their own QVC you know like it's theirs and they can just market to us exactly how a situation went down, how a brand was built, like whatever it is, they own it. And we buy it mostly hook, line and sinker, you know, because it, we because it existed and we trusted it before it became like its own little marketing machine for them. And it's like they'll, th- that's why they held on to it for so much longer than they it felt like they needed to, you know, mm-hmm. no, no, like celebrities really have have that like most celebrities do yeah. not have like an immediate avenue from which they're like oh something bad happened there was a scandal somebody cheated okay well let's work it through our little like sausage factory and we'll like it'll come out the other side and that's what we'll make it it's like most people most celebrities don't have that and it's like an incredible asset in their world yeah or sh- you're right i never thought about that but now it is kind of like yeah that does make sense because it's not just a reality show it's a reality show on e <laughs> It's funny in which all the sisters are executive producers, <laughs> along with Chris. They run the show. They have had this, and and famously, they have had like the uh, the same crew almost the entirety of it. It's a really insular family that like has been on that show uh, for fifteen years, and it's like they have like they just have this tool that no other celebrities have. And so it, even though like making reality television is like well outside their like realm at this point, it's not because it is like a, this incredible marketing tool of like uh, Kim got robbed or uh, Chloe got cheated on, whatever the thing is that actually happened. It's like, imagine if you had like an immediate little machine, you could pop it into and churn it out and be like, this is what happened. And everybody was like, oh, that's what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Chris is smart. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah. so smart on their behalf. And also, yeah, it just feeds into their many, many businesses, uh, the the various makeup lines, uh, the various contour sticks. <laughs> There's like a lot of contour sticks that they're selling. I question it because I'm like, Rihanna has Fenty and she's like very good about like she went in so slowly with it. I was so yeah. impressed where she was like, I'm only going to do foundation and highlighter. And then I'm going to expand. And I was like, wow, good for you. She's like, I'm only going to do bras. And I feel like all the Kardashians just went like head first into like every type of makeup product, every type of clothing product, every type of uh, fitness product, every type of whatever. Like, it's just it's overwhelming. I remember back when it was just I mean, I think the last time I like remember seeing an episode like as it happened, it was the drama of opening Dash. They're like Uh. one store in Calabasas. (laughs) And like, I think at one point, like they were like at least pretending to have to work there. They definitely at one point were yeah. they definitely were i have visited the location since uh and it is very weird because is it is like, still dash 
It's not Dash. It's a new store. Well, Dash's a clothing line closed a couple years ago. That's uh, like okay. their, what, you know, that's that funny part of all celebrity stuff when they just like quietly shutter things. Like even Rihanna, they just shuttered her high-end clothing line last week. Oh. Um, yeah. I but think like, that was poor timing on her part. It was just like yes. she, she did that and it was COVID and it's like, of course, nobody's going out. Otherwise, I think that would have been somewhat. Oh my God. But she I, can do no wrong otherwise. But I, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, I think a lot about Blake Lively trying to pull a goop, and uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. And the <laughs> and just like uh, two <sighs> weeks of her being like celebrate antebellum style, and people were like, and we oh, were like, bye. Yeah, <laughs> oh, what? And they're like, huh, just kidding. Just, just kidding. Bye, his gin. We were joking. It's just the gin. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't actually want to live out. Uh, a pre-Civil fantasy. So, like, yes, that. it's always it's always fun when celebrity <laughs> stuff just kind of implodes. I mean, it's only fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they already the, have everything else. And that's what's funny about like rewatching a lot of the early years is like you forget how many gigantic missteps, especially the Kardashians made, as with like any like the amount of just like garbage products that they attach them. I mean, it's all garbage, but it's like, you know, the amount of like, they had a credit card. They had like a, <laughs> a hairspray line. <laughs> they had, they got in trouble for their credit card. Remember? Cause people were yes. like, no. And it was like against FTC guidelines. <laughs> it was like scamming people. And they were like, Chris was like, whoops. <laughs> and like, it's there's they're con artists and i oh, yeah. love i love them dearly mildly they, successful connors they like they moved their way up the ladder con wise from like yeah just like shitty hairspray and like the most garbage things that they could plaster their faces on and now it's meant to be this sort of direct to consumer you know sells out every collection 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 and they all have them and you know it, it, it's it's their business model and it's working but um but yeah, it's exhausting. They're exhausting. <laughs> so I guess we could even if we're if we're gonna go through relationships, I feel like we it it all starts with Robert Bastian, who that's fair. We all know for defending OJ Simpson. Yeah. Oh, we're going way back. Oh, Robert Senior. Oh, we're talking about Robert Senior. Going way back. I mean, well, because Robert marries Chris, and oh, yes. they have Kim, Courtney, Chloe, and Robert Junior. Yes. Uh, and so. You know, that's that's how they they got in on the 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 beginning of the spotlight, I guess. You know, because like the Kardashian family weren't. Uh, imagine your dad being like plastered on the news every day for like a good year. You know, no, that's going to send messages, right? Well, and famously, it divided the family. You know, like uh, it was because it was by the time the trial happened, it was when Chris and Robert were uh, separated or at least or maybe divorced. But uh, yeah, like the trial because Chris had been this is where it all becomes too fascinating, like the world of Chris Jenner, because Chris had been such good friends with Nicole Brown. Brown. And so famously, mm -hmm. they sat on they sat Robert and Chris on opposite sides of the courthouse because Chris sat with Chris and the girls sat with Nicole's family. And Robert was on obviously OJ's side. And it's like, I mean, the, the, the intertwining of OJ and this family and like their marriage is could if that was where it all ended would have been like a fast LA story. You know what yes. I mean? Oh, yes. And instead, it just kept on going. Nope. It no kept end going. So, so she moves to, so, to to or to Caitlyn Jenner. 
Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. So Chris marries now Caitlin and uh, then those four kids end up joining. So now it's now we've got Kim, Courtney, Chloe, Robert Jr. And then we have Kendall and Kylie. Kendall and Kylie are born. So and that's they're part of the thing. They're not twins. Okay. They're about like a year and a half apart. See, that's what's, that's what's so weird about like not watching the show and just picking up by osmosis is like, I don't know if Kylie and Kendall are twins, but I do know that Chris had the re- had cream of wheat in her cookbook. <laughs> 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 like just how to make cream of wheat. <laughs> like I mean, opening the packages in her cookbook. I, I, have the, I have the most amount of useless information about this family <laughs> in my brain. So it's like validating to me. <laughs> Like, You're God. doing good work here, Steve. Yeah. Yes, thank God. We all are. We're all doing the um, Lord's work here. It should be noted that uh, Caitlin has kids from previous marriages, Brody, Brandon, and Bert, but they yes. are not really part. They're pro- We're going to set them aside because they're not necessarily part of the show. And the even if they are related to the to the Kardashian-verse, they are not I'm always fine. I'm always fine to ignore Brody. If, <laughs> if there's ever somebody named Brody in something, I'm always fine to not discuss. I think, yeah, we're all okay with it. Also, they they have made it very clear, especially after Caitlyn's transition. So publicly, they were very honest about Caitlyn being a pretty absent father. So I think in general, like it is an understanding that once Chris and the Kardashian, uh, the Kardashians were born, that I don't think Caitlyn was very present in the the lives of of those other children, um, and it's a huge part of why there's a lot of distance between them and Caitlyn still to this day. Right. Um, so, I guess let's start top down. So Chris splits from Caitlyn and then dated Corey Gamble. What's that and, about? So they're still together. Okay. So Corey and and look, uh, I will get things wrong, but. Um, Corey is connected to the music world. Um, and Corey worked, I think for Scooter Braun, who is the kind of famous manager who managed, uh, uh, Justin Bieber, lots and lots of people, Taylor Um, Swift, Taylor Swift had a big falling out with Taylor Swift over her, um, uh, over her, what is it called? Her original recordings. So Corey comes from that. And I will tell you, I'll give you some hot insider gossip. Our own friend, Yamara Taylor, is friends with Corey. Ooh. Um, and can vouch for the fact that because there's a running joke when when we would recap the show that we couldn't really figure out Corey's like place in the family. And he was always like um, helping with like security. <laughs> he was always like, to, like kind of driving people around and getting them inside of places. And we were like, does Corey like work for the family? Or like, is he working in the security booth? But then he like started dating Chris, like what is his relationship? And, um, and, and Yammy was like, no, that's the whole thing is that he like has a whole bunch of money and success on his own separately from his like music, music world. Like it is right. not a sugar mama situation. And they are really in love. Like they're very, very in love. Like it's it is so nice. Isn't that nice? Um, yeah. It is nice. I it, it's it's very, very hard on the show to kind of figure out their deal. Also, because the sisters don't seem to like Kylie 
Kylie really clicks with Corey, but the rest of them seem to have a lot of issues with him and like, don't seem to really get along with Corey. And it's like kind of been this like hard to figure out piece where they don't seem to really like him or trust him. So Corey is a little bit of a, like as the show portrays him like a question mark, but in real life, apparently they're very in love. It's super solid. They're a great match. That's probably why it's so mysterious on the show is because as producers of their own lives, like Chris doesn't want to put, like she's in love with Corey, so she's not going to have storylines or yeah. Corey lines that are going to like lines. No, it works, and I think that like you know, there's there's an age difference between them, so everybody was sort of like ready for it to be like, oh, what is it? And again, to be like, oh, it's Sugar Mama or whatever it is. And it's like, especially when Yami told me, I was like, oh, I'm dumb. Like that's so nice, of course. <laughs> and like, so they are legit, and they've been together for many, uh, you know, many years now at this point. Um, but I don't think he's very close with the sisters other than Kylie. They seem to have like a bond. And then meanwhile, Caitlin is now rumored or was rumored at least to be dating Sophia Hutchins, who's a transgender model. But then there's some, been some back and forth apparently on like, oh, we're just friends, but they're my partner. And it's, you know, there's a, there's yeah, this, a bit of an age is, gap there. There's an age gap there. And they have been, I think, they've never confirmed it. And it's always been almost like, I think purposefully vague. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. they were just sort of like, because especially after, after Caitlin's transition and when she did, I am Kate, you know, she like had a lot of these sort of like, she was being like shepherded a bit like publicly by some, some of the more kind of like uh, in the scene trans women, you know, like who, and so that's what the show was about. And so helping her understand and like, you know, the history behind what, what it all was about. And so they kind of framed it on the show. And and afterwards as like, Sophie was just kind of this part of that, like this sort of like, yeah, this little scene that Caitlin has of like really support of like Hollywood trans women. But then they became sort of like gal pals in the press. And then it was like, there are a couple, but they have never, I don't believe they've ever confirmed it. So we, right. we've at least on the podcast left it very like question mark. Yeah. We'll wait for them to yes. confirm versus us instigating rumors. Yes. So to speak. Um, so then I guess let's start. Let's go the big, big fish to small fish. So let's start with Kim. I didn't know for whatever reason. It all starts with Kim. I mean, I mean, it really does. <laughs> I didn't Everything. know that she was married when she was nineteen. Yes, her little quickie marriage. Yeah, mm. what? Yeah, three years, it, three years of marriage, and I'm like, at nineteen. Yeah, and she doesn't. I mean, I don't know a lot about it. I don't know a lot about him. It was definitely like before Kim was like really in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't feel like, I feel like the things she has said are not particularly like positive, but I mean, what 19 year olds marriage probably, you know, is there a lot to say that's like very great. So yeah, I think it, it, it kind of sits in this like elusive place of like, I don't know much about him. I don't know much about like that whole deal. And it was, it's sort of chalked up to her like pre-fame era that we don't talk about, you know? Yes. Yeah. His name is Damon Thomas. I've I I've never heard of him and I probably never will again. Yeah, uh, that might have been it. <laughs> I mean, they they pre- who knows who knows what they've done to the man. But uh, <laughs> I was just 
I was shocked to realize that she had already been. I don't know why that, it, but I mean, that's a testament to the machine that they have going. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be like one of those weird little facts. Also, again, like I said before, I've, I'm not a super fan and I haven't done huge deep dives. Everything. No, I know but it's been osmosis. like, I think it's been buried also largely, you know, right. especially, especially when Kim got to her, like, you know, her big fake, not fake, but her big wedding to um, Humphreys and all of that. Like, I think it mm-hmm. was kind of like, yes, this, you know, where it's, it's, it's easier to kind of like bury some of that. Yeah. So her fame really kind of kicks off with that sex tape with Ray J. The very one. We all know. And then uh, at that point, now she's sort of in the spotlight, she's a celebrity. She dates Reggie Bush, the mm-hmm. USC turned NFL player from like what I don't know, 2007-ish to yes, 2010, and it was kind of shown on the show. Then yeah, the he- crits of it all. So, uh, like between Ray J and Reggie, do you feel like there's there are no? I mean, the most say. important part is just that the show happened. You know, right. so so like Ray J is obviously what led to Kim's fame because the sex tape led to her fame. You know, she had been famously like, they always say that she was like Paris Hilton's stylist and or, or like organ home organizer and stuff, but they, they were all like socialites and mm-hmm. so, and pals and running around. And then, yeah, she had her Ray J sex tape and that was a huge part of the show happening, obviously. So then Reggie, when the show happened, she was with Reggie. And then their breakup was like her first kind of thing shown on the show like that. Yeah. And then comes Chris Humphreys, which Mm -hmm. uh, that's a whole thing. If you want to start to get into that. I mean, you know, what's funny is like, uh, I actually, it's actually not like my strongest knowledge period because I, I didn't watch this era that much. We're like walking through it now in um, recaps. So we started in real time and we're moving through and we're at like, uh, we're at Kim and Courtney take Miami, which is after Kim has broken up. Oh, with I Reggie. forgot all or, the or, places no, not- Kim and Courtney took. So there, yeah, sorry. I got it. I also got it wrong. It's, it's first it was, first it was Courtney and Chloe take Miami. And then it's Kim and Courtney take New York. And so we're on Kim and Courtney take New York, which is supposed to be single Kim post Reggie in New York, which famously is also where we see Kanye and her, their friendship is like a tiny part of the show. Kanye pops up because they're like building the whole point of all the shows, all the spinoffs is that they're like setting up dash stores. So it's like, Oh, this is dash Miami. Oh, it's dash Soho. And so, they're building at the New York store and Kanye, like her friend Kanye West swings by to just like give her advice on the design. But you can tell that they have like crazy, crazy chemistry, but it's like years before they even start dating. Cause it's like before even Chris and, but you can see they like really flirt and are obsessed with each other. Um, but yeah. And so the, I didn't watch the Chris era as much and really became more of an avid watcher post Humphreys, but I remember it being like, Oh, mostly unbearable. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a mostly uh, unbearable mean, time. <laughs> it would appear that like, it seems so short, you know, it's yeah. like the entire thing is very whirlwind. They get together, they get engaged. Then, then they split after 72 days. The uh, famous 72 days. 
So not exactly a ton of time spent around this guy. You know what I mean? No. Irreconcilable differences, all that stuff. But uh, I remember it being called a publicity stunt. But then Courtney is like, if she was going to do that, she'd pick someone that people knew. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was fake. I, I, I don't think it was fake. But I think the more you watch the show the more you spend time in their in their little brains it's kim wants to be a wife so bad like at the start of the show is like mm-hmm. the most traditional the most obsessed with marriage the most obsessed with like being a wife like in just that really like car- cartoonish way and is like when chloe gets with lamar is so openly jealous, like is so openly jealous of everybody who has relationship success when she doesn't. And so to me, the Chris summaries of it all was like not necessarily fake as much as just Kim being like one of those people who's like, great, a husband, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we all know people like that, and I yes. I mean, both here in this little circle <laughs> and, and also... Uh, all of our listeners out there, you know, the, you know, that friend, you had that friend in high school or in college or now or whatever, just somebody who's like, uh, <laughs> not to bring down an entire gender, but just a man, you know, yeah. just, the- just the person who wants a partnership so bad that they're willing to look past all the big red flags about that partnership or that person. Exactly. It's just, and that's what matters. this struck me as. It just struck yeah. me as like her going, Oh yeah, I want this. And then, Oops. He's here. It's ready. It, it's, it's a turnkey situation. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it's like we get into the Kanye of it all, which at this point, <sighs> oh, now it's complicated. Now, again, it's so, complicated, complicated. It's so complicated. I have so many feelings about this partnership. It's obviously they been start- like the bulk of our adult lives. <laughs> Yes. Point. So they start dating in 2012. They get married in 2014. They have kids together. And now it's up in the air. It's over. What's going on as of this recording? It's pretty clearly over. I think anyone who 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 watches closely, it's or not, it's like it's pretty over. And it's been over, I think, for for a minute. And I think that it's it's really it's it's so weird because like on the podcast like I'm not I I had my fill of Kanye a while ago like when we hit like slavery is a choice and that era and like MAGA hat <laughs> and Kanye era and um, Kanye Trump meeting like I was uh-huh. like bye yeah and Marcy is a lot more empathetic about Kanye's deal and his mental illness and things like that. And, and I've, I've been checked out of Kanye for a while. And I just, I, I think it was like, it, it's just very obviously to me about like a person who has like spent years, like her life is apologizing for and cleaning up after another person who she really loves and wants to be with. And I think she still would love to be with, but like, to me, this last summer when he ran for president, and I don't know how many people saw this, but like, you know, he had this like uh, rally where he was completely unhinged and was like crying and talking about, I mean, he went on these like titter, Twitter sprees, like talking shit about the family. And then he had this rally, uh, this weird indoor rally during COVID um, about 
and he started talking about abortion. He got very fixated on abortion and he started talking about how he and Kim were going to abort North and they had the pills in their hands. And like it, he's like crying, like scream crying about it. And it's like, look, the headline is it's a very unwell person, obviously like that's the only thing that matters. But Mm -hmm. also as a woman, whether that happened or not is secondary to like the privacy of your marriage and your relationship. And the idea to me, I watched that moment and I was like, how could you ever come back from that? Like, how could you ever come back from your partner on camera in public talking about something that North is a living person. <laughs> That's like an yeah. eight year old child. And it's like, there is footage now that exists forever of her dad telling this horrific story, painting her, his her own mother like as wanting to you know however you want to frame it end her and it's like I just was like illness aside sorry this is like so heavy but to me it was the moment where I was like I just don't think any woman should endure this this is too much like in a marriage this is like an unwell man who needs to get his life together like how could you forgive somebody for the betrayal of like your family your child together like that like that's forever that footage yeah. exists. That's, and I just was like, that's yeah, it. It's a lot. I just it's was like, lot. it's un, it's, it's not about a bad person. It's about like, no woman deserves like their, like your intimacy and privacy. And like, that yeah. is beyond that. To me, it was beyond the pale of like it, what any person has to endure. It's also just this thing where, how do I put this? Uh, I've had friends that have, exited out of unhealthy relationships or relationships that are definitely going south for a minute. And often that last straw for them was something that had to do with directly affecting their health, mm-hmm. their security, their safety. Like, how do you trust after that? You know, uh, how do you, how do you, how do you look at this person the next day and the day after and 10 years from now and 20 years from now and you go, yes, when they violate that level of trust. I just believe like, I don't think Kim would ever end her relationship with Kanye. They have four children. She's obsessed with him. They're obsessed with each other. But I think that she like to at a certain point, you have to like stop the bleeding. And so it's a safety, it's a health issue. It's for your health and your safety is what it almost seems like. Because it came as like the sort of like blip of an announcement it didn't come as like this giant thing. And I, I know a lot of times that's like c- celebrity divorces will do that where it'll be like, like I always look July 4th weekend because I'm like, who's get, yes. who's splitting up? Who's splitting up? Because they're going to bury it in the news because nobody's paid attention. <laughs> like what Tom Cruise has done. Multiple- yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, at the same time, it didn't seem like it. she's such a showboat and that whole the whole family is so uh, media hungry. And this said so quietly. And I was like, oh, OK, so she's heartbroken. Yeah, and she's hit her like limit. And I yes. have to respect that this woman is is going through it. As that's my take. Like, I, I really believe that that's that, that it's about like just a true heartbreaking end to with like that is about like mental illness and the bubble of celebrity and like unchecked uh ego and and all of the things so so i do think it's over i would be shocked if if that ship turned around and i think it will be a matter of just like when that that's like formalized but 
yeah, I think it's the end of the era. I think their Kimmy is is sailing off into the sunset. Is my feeling. Steve, what are your thoughts on Kimmy um, in general, whether now or previously? Or God, it's again, it's so weird. Like that, I knew they were together, but I didn't know they had. I feel every time, probably there's probably multiple episodes of this podcast where I've been like, they have four kids, <laughs> uh, but I'm always. Always can't believe it. But yeah, I think like that is the heartbreak of it all is that like, they, you know, they probably, I don't think, I don't know. I could be a conspiracy theorist and kind of say like, oh, Chris Humphreys, Kanye West. Like it's of course made up there. It's just a K name. Um, <laughs> like it's all, you know, this is all we've got a reality show. We're putting everything on for the cameras. Like I think it would be easy to be cynical and think that, but also like, who else, when you're Kim Kardashian and you're in the stratosphere, there aren't a whole bunch of other people that you're going to be passing by in the stratosphere. So that kind of is who you, you know. Yeah. yeah what's she going to do? She's going to go and Raya? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and just be like, sup, into the chat. <laughs> you up? <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I so I, I agree with the with the idea that, you know, she's deeply in love with this deeply troubled, troubled person. And that's, that's very sad. Um, but yeah, yeah I, and think, I, think, I think good for her for, you know, having the strength to have to kind of say, all right, that's it. I don't want it to be it. We've got four kids, but. It, it takes a lot. It takes a There's a lot of courage that comes from ending any relationship period because mm -hmm. whether short, long, certainly when you're married, like, yeah. Having having the guts to go, okay, you know what? This isn't working and we deserve better or yeah. I deserve yeah. better, whatever. Well, it just takes a lot out of a person. And it's so also, you, you have to wonder, like, they do have four kids together and she, of course, wants to do right by the kids. So I'm sure she's, you know, you have to wonder what's worse, breaking up, but still like breaking up, which would cause him to go further off the edge. Right. Um, and I still, and he's still the father of our four kids or trying as hard as I can to make this work. Like it's, it's not a, it's kind of like either way you're, you're They're stuck. all bad options. Yeah. You know? Like that's yeah. how my feeling is like, this is a person who it's all bad. So, but can you maybe like build your lives a bit up separately, especially when you have as big of lives as they both do separately. Mm -hmm. So, and he has his ranch in Wyoming now for a couple years and that's where he seems to primarily live. And like, you know, they have plenty to keep them busy. They have plenty of resources for their family and children. Like they will be okay. But yeah. it's like, I think this last summer, was so like such a new heighten of like just shit talking the family on Twitter in these unhinged rants and, and not that he was wrong. I mean, a lot of it was like fascinating because it was like about Chris's controlling and all of it. But, um, you know, I just don't think that that works for Kim's life is what yeah. it is. We would be remiss if we didn't also add that uh, she dated Nick Lachey. Lachey. I forgot. <laughs> for like a hot second and dated Nick Cannon for a hot second. So I and um, uh, Gabriel Aubrey, who's uh, Haley Berry's ex-boyfriend. So I'm just oh pointing these God. out to 
burst Steve's conspiracy bubble that it's all K names. Although she didn't marry any of them. She didn't marry any of them. So you know what? I take that back, yeah. Steve. You may be right. She you may can date. You can date any letter, but you marry a K. Yeah, you exactly. You must marry a K. For the for the top <laughs> for the towel um for the towel initials alone. <laughs> reusing the same 10 year old towels Kanye um, has been using Kanye West has been using Chris Humphrey's towels for a decade <laughs> no question no question um okay so moving on let's talk about Chloe Ooh, Chloe's my Chloe favorite why Chloe, is she your favorite I have yeah. some um early on Chloe was my favorite because I mean like I don't know the most sensitive way to say this but I think by being constantly in the spotlight compared to two classical beauties like Courtney and Kim I just feel like Chloe ended up with a personality because of it and it was kind of fun to watch Chloe kind of take the piss out of her other sisters and I always felt that she was kind of the truth teller of the group then she kind of morphed and like I don't think the idea of a revenge body TV show <laughs> like I don't think that anybody should be on a TV show where they're only getting a good body as revenge like that just seems like I would like to make sure a show like that has mental aftercare for the participants <laughs> So I don't know if I still mm -hmm. consider Chloe like my ride or die Kardashian, but I I always I always like that Chloe kind of seemed like the one to take the piss out of her sisters and I'm with you. I I think I think your assessment is spot on. I think that she suffered enormous like an enormous beating publicly yeah. for and for and it's really rough when you rewatch those episodes because like especially if you go back and like p look at like, you know, pictures of fans and stuff. And like, she, it doesn't matter, but she is small. She's not a, like a large woman by any means. She's not like disproportionate to anybody and anywhere. And it shouldn't matter, but she was painted as this like gargoyle sister. Mm -hmm. and, and like, that was all over the, like, that was, it was like, it was just yeah. the way it was. It was like, and she's the, the ugly line. Kardashian. I, like, the, just quote unquote, that's what. There's fully like what would never fly now. There's like a whole yeah. storyline about like, is she a man? And like, is, you know, it's, it's so wild how much Oof. like, yeah, it doesn't fly. I'm mean, there is so, oh, there oh, is oh. so much old Kardashian that does not fly. Um, it's shocking, but it's like, there is this whole sort of storyline of like how much it's woven in in the beginning of like her being the kind of, yeah, the the stepsister almost, you know, yeah. and like outside mm -hmm. of like this circle of beauty and fame that hers. And that's why when she eventually um, lands, you know, quote unquote, Lamar, it's like the it's a really fascinating period on the show because Courtney is like in in and out of drama with Scott her longtime um baby daddy and Kim is single and ha is broken up with Reggie and it's like the dynamic of like Chloe having landed this like because Lamar even though he's had like a really big fall from grace 
that it was an LA Laker at the prime. He was a superstar at like peak fame and ability. Like you could just tell it like through all their dials spinning. Like how did Chloe end up married with like the Laker basketball star husband? You know, well, she she definitely dated uh, a bit before marrying Lamar. Like, I yes. mean, as far as like stuff we know about, she dated Jeezy. She dated Rashad McCant. She dated Terrence Jenkins, Derek Ward. And then uh, Lamar. And then when they were separated, she dated uh, Matt Kemp. And, uh, well, the separation then gets tricky because then it's like how much was, you know, once they're actually divorced. But anyway, point is, there were there was a number of suitors possibly prior to Lamar. And then comes Lamar. So they date for like a month and a then month. they get married, no, which they get is married. crazy. And then they get their spinoff. And this is when, is like, that why the they got married? I think so. I mean, I, I think, I think at let this me, point, I mean, I guess I can, I can answer. I, let me just ask one question and I'll have yeah. the answer. Is the first season of the spinoff about the planning of their marriage? Uh, uh, well, no, because, oh. because it was so fast that the wedding actually happened at the inside of the Kardashians season. Okay. Got but it. But it doesn't mean that they didn't also marry that fast for their spinoff because right. basically it's, it's actually exactly where we, I'm not trying to plug our podcast, but it is exactly <laughs> where we are in the show right now is it's basically like season five of keeping up with the Kardashians is like, or sorry, season four of keeping up with the Kardashians, they meet, fall in love, get married. And then that year of Kardashians is when they then start, they, they, they then start Kim and Chloe, no, Kim and Courtney take New York. And then in one year, it's Kardashians, New York, Chloe and Lamar are all like before the end of the summer, they all air. Like they are like cooking on these spinoffs at such a rapid rate that you can tell that like Chris Jenner was just like sitting in E and uh, e Ryan Seacrest studios all day, like yeah. just sign signing paperwork, signing her daughter's lives away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like Chris Jenner, like I get the idea of like strike while the iron's hot, like get as much as, as you can out there. But it's crazy that like that iron is still very hot. Like, <laughs> That iron has not been cooled in many in, in over a decade. If you touch it, you'll melt instantly. Yeah. That's well, how hot go, that iron's You'll been. go straight to the pits of hell. You know, like that's I love her. But, you know, there's a very famous saying the devil works hard because Jenner works harder. You know, like, yes, there's nobody is is it's like know. a straight shot down past all seven layers, just straight to the center. Yeah, it's like I mean, a direct express. That a bullet is. train to hell. <laughs> Credit where uh, credits do, though. I think it was Larry King or somebody similar. Um, it was probably The View, but I remember like it was, <laughs> it was like a, a interview with the three Kardashians, like probably mid mid Kardashian run. Um, yeah. And like, I, he just said like, "So what are you good at? What's your talent? What do you do?" And I think it was Kim who who was just like. We're business people, and Chloe and K Courtney are like nodded and were like, "Yes." And they're like, "What we do? We are business people. This is a business. We are a yeah. business." Um, and so that was kind of a moment where I thought, "All right, well, I guess I might as well not have any too strong of opinions about what the Kardashians are doing because it's their business. Like, it's their business, yeah. and they really made celebrity a really different kind of business, you know. And and I absolutely think people really 
have like bristled at that for a long time the whole like what do they even do and i think we're well beyond that at this yeah. point into like reality tv like careers but they definitely are the like pinnacle of like turning it into a business but but yeah chloe for sure you know like i, I do think that she and lamar and it is crazy to watch. Like, I think they were psychotically in love with each other and obsessed. And I think Chloe was like, honestly, like love starved. And yeah. Lamar, Lamar was obsessed with her and remains obsessed with her. Honestly, like it's is very like unfortunate. I mean, addiction is a horrible disease and it's it. It totally sucks that he's had to battle substance abuse for so long. And that uh, I th I think it's a little weird that it's like they hit that point where they're like, OK, we're going to divorce. And then he's hospitalized and then he recovers. And then but like the hospitalization was sort of like, you know, it, it almost like felt like they were kind of milking it a little bit for media attention in a way where I'm like, this is not OK. This is a man who's desperately needs help. Um they but, yeah the relationship the headline to zoom out is the relate the relationship these women have to the men in their lives is so damaged like yeah across the board and there is such a history when you watch the show of these women it's it's really confusing dichotomy of this like matriarchal circle of the most powerful rich women who are like owning the media owning these industries owning the press and they let the men in their lives absolutely treat them like unbelievable shit and yeah. they also and i think that their few pieces of retribution are the way that they move them through like the press and like publicity machine of the kardashians and the worst part is the more you watch and I'm, I'm a Chris Jenner fan, like, at, you know, at core, but like Chris is really where you watch it all stem from. Like there is so much time where like Chloe is like Chloe has been cheated on by Lamar. We know he ended up almost dying because he overdosed in a brothel and Chloe gets like goes there and you're right like kind of like frames it as a big PR move but is taking care of him gets him set up afterwards in his own house and apartment and gets him you know yeah it can be both it like, can it be can, both yeah like but over and over again duality <laughs> you watch over and over again on the show Chris Jenner like betray her daughters for the men in her life always she will always like like and it's why like the relationship with Scott got so complicated is because she will always be like, well, I feel sad for Lamar. I, I reached out to him and in that way of like, yeah. if your mom ever, like if my mom ever like chose my ex over me, you know what I mean? But it's so common oh, yes. in, their, in their world to be like, well, I felt sad for him. So I reached out. Well, I went and spent time with him because, and, and it's like, you can tell it's how they have learned over and over again that like they are allowed to be mistreated by like and they have such a low bar for the men in their lives it's like astonishing not that especially they're easy. With all that money all that fame all that power and yeah i mean because she splits from lamar and then she starts going out with uh, tristan thompson and then he's reportedly cheating on her and they have a kid together and uh it just feels like all of all of their choices all the family's choices in general there's a lot to say, but like, there's so much 
Um, I think specifically with Chloe, where it's like she she continues dating. She dated James Harden, which I totally forgot about. And which, he like, said, honestly he, makes a lot of sense to me. And he publicly said it was the worst year of his life. <laughs> yeah, because he's just like, I mean, he that's a man who's got constant exposure. And he, that's how much exposure. He said he hated have. the press he got from it. That guy. And it's yeah. like. Wait, yeah. I don't know a lot about sports, but I don't think that makes sense. <laughs> no, it, he's the biggest diva of the NBA. And <laughs> that guy hated this. Talk um, about somebody who could like, like really like finesse it and like, like try to use the Kardashian like a PR machine to your credit and like be like, I'm going to. I'm going to get some footage of me carrying my own suitcases. You know, that's what I would do if I had a reputation. That's why, but that's the thing is that that's why it's fascinating. And this goes back to Kanye and all of it is it's like, they choose really alpha men, you know, who are at the peak of like really alpha sports. They are peak athletes, football players, musicians, basketball players. And they ask them to be like put through the prism of their fame. And they have to be behind them fame wise because no one is more famous than the Kardashians. So even if you are Tristan Thompson, even if you are James Harden, you're not Kim Kardashian. You're not Khloe Kardashian. And it's a question of like, can their egos handle it? And they can't. And there's like nightmare paparazzi and publicity and like the life itself, I think is, is too much, but it's like, I do think a lot of times it ends up being this test of like today. And there's, all the you know the curse of the kardashians in the sports world and all this like garbage but it's like i think an interesting test on the ego of a lot of these like really big egocentric sports stars which you have to be to become that you know but can you like get in line behind like a bunch of paparazzi who would rather have a photo of chloe than you you know yeah, absolutely. And how is I mean, that there is mess one with man you? what when we get to the next sister there is one man willing to stand behind <laughs> Well, let's go on to Courtney. There's my girl. (laughs) So the oldest of the sisters. And she was uh, she was doing all kinds of stuff before stardom. You know, she was like. She was she was studying theater. (laughs) Famously, the only one who went to college. She went to, I think, Arizona State. Right. Uh, Yeah. University of Arizona. Uh, Arizona. But I mean, same diff. And uh, sorry. Sorry. U of A people. (laughs) Um, And yeah, since the beginning of the series, Scott, 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 Scott. Scott. Do you guys quick, quick question about Scott and the beginning of the series? If Scott hadn't already gotten in before the show started and the Kardashians took off, could could Scott have ever happened? Could Scott and Courtney have happened? Never. Absolutely not. It is by the grace of God. (laughs) That man's entire, that man's whole fortune, his whole everything, like his every, and, and it's because to your point, Steve, he's the only one who was like, fine by me. (laughs) and kiss the ring and will go on the show and shoot long storylines with their grandma MJ (laughs) taking her out to tea or or uh, going and getting lunch with Chris and like he is down to clown and support the Kardashian empire however it needs to be supported I mean Mm -hmm. he knows his place that that man knows his place Scott Disick is one of those uh, through osmosis things where I'm like, I know he's part of the universe. I know that he is an important character in the Kardashian verse. I don't know what he is 
or what he do or what he doesn't. Well, you're not wrong. I mean, that's what's been mysterious about him is that he it's the way that they do this on housewives too sometimes. And like a, a lot of the greats, but where it's like, they don't really acknowledge that the show is what they do. You know, like mm-hmm. the money is the show and the fame is yeah. the show. And so they're not, they're like, yeah, he's a club promoter and that's his job. And he also works for Nutrafit. And, and it's like a lot of the early episodes are like Scott's box. Sounds like a, Is that like, an MLM? It's like, yeah, it's basically like, okay. especially because at okay. the beginning they were so mixed up with like the nasty world, the whole Kardashians were all mixed up with like nasty supplements and gross shit. And, and, um, sure. And they still are, you know, if they're fucking tummy teas and waist trainers and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, but Scott has never had an occupation ever. And he has only ever been on the show. And it has been like, they've tried, they tried for many seasons to paint him as like some kind of weird, like businessman and club promoter. But it was always like, well, he's not. Everyone knows he's not. Um, So the show is really, I think his his income and like what he does. He started, you know, like all of them, like failed little, you know, fancy sweatshirt lines and... what they what robert does what they all do um but yeah he he doesn't he's a bit of a like uh he's a bit of a ghost and that's what's sort of i would say not to be like really dramatic i find something very haunting about scott and his there's something very sad about him and like you know i can see that his parents died around the same time like maybe oh god five years ago maybe more um and he he's struggled really publicly on the show with addiction from the beginning mm-hmm. and, and he he just has always struck me and he's his eyes are really sad and i think he's like sad and he loves courtney and i think has like historically always wanted to be with her which is why everyone like ships them until now because now she's with travis barker um and yeah his whole thing is kind of this like empty space it's it's sad it's heavy yeah, yeah, he's been dating uh, Sophia Rishi since like. Well, they broke up. Oh, and never mind. I retract he, that. They broke up last year, and now he's in a controversial. This is my favorite thing. Yes, he's in a controversial new relationship with Lisa Rinna's nineteen-year-old daughter, Amelia Hamlin. Oh, that's. That's horrifying. Yeah, that is horrifying. So he, that is the exact he, correct word, Steve. Lisa, Harry. He so he broke up with his 20-year-old girlfriend, Sophia Ritchie, another daughter of famous people, to date a 19-year-old daughter of famous people. And it is like so, and it's so upsetting. It's because he doesn't know what else to do. It's so upsetting. <laughs> it's I his can't. only talent, not talent. It's his <gasps> only a child, his- <laughs> like a baby, like a 19 year old. And the mother of his children is 41, you know, like anyways, it's so upsetting, yeah. but it's she's going closer on right in now. age to his children. Oh, it's a bad look and everybody hates it. But yes, that's Scott. Uh, but Courtney has moved on. Everyone has like shipped them like for a long time, like w- wanting Scott and Courtney to get back together. She kind of didn't really date for a while. Then she was with this guy, Eunice Benjamin, 
who was a model, but it seemed like the family didn't like, and it was very mysterious or he was very controlling. Um, and they were very off and on and they, uh, broke up. And then for many years, there has been like a rumor about, um, Blink-182 drummer, Travis Barker. Mm-hmm. And Courtney, because this is the most fun. This is my new joy because <clears throat> they've, they've lived in the same like fancy development in Hidden Hills, I think, or Calabas, their Calabasas, not Hidden Hills for a long time. And their neighbors and their kids have become friends. And famously for anyone who doesn't know, Travis Barker dated Shannon Mochler and they had a reality TV show in like the mid aughts. Um, I forget the name of it, but like the Barkers or whatever. Yeah. I think it was meet the Barkers, meet the Barkers. And it was about their kids. And also she had had a daughter with um, Oscar De La Hoya and they were raising that daughter together. So it was like the short lived reality show. Then I'm going to get deep in it for one second. Then famously, Travis Barker had, you know, uh, broke up with Shannon Mochler, dated Paris Hilton, which connects us to the Kardashians. Don't forget. Right. Then he and his little buddy was this guy, DJ AM. Do you guys remember him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So DJ AM, who had been a drug addict and was famously sober and had dated Mandy Moore, had dated Nicole Richie. Again, taking us back to this whole scene. He and Travis Barker had become really close friends in like the LA scene. They started like a little traveling duo where they, it was like Trav AM, I I think it was called, or I forget what it was called, but they would, it was like him on drums and and DJ AM spinning and they, they they were a duo and they had this horrific plane crash on a private jet where everybody on board died except the two of them. And they suffered third degree burns over their entire bodies. And it was this like shocking thing. I remember that. And they survived. I didn't realize this until I went back and looked, but Travis had 26 surgeries, skin grafts, and has never stepped foot on a plane since. And within one year, DJ AM died of an overdose, like relapsed, Mm. died. Such a sad story. And like all that happened and in the interim you know i think he's just become like he tours like basically nationally with blink 182 and he'll take ships because he won't fly but he won't go to like any of the australia dates and things like that so he's just kind of a dad who is like hanging out up in calabasas with his kids and has gotten really close with courtney and her kids and so for a couple years people have like taken photos of them and been like oh is this a thing and they were always like no 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 and in the last like month, it became official. And literally like two days ago, they finally posted a picture of their hands being held. Ooh, of, like, this is his... hot. This is fresh. Oh my God. It's brand new. It's huge. And it's like this close up shot. People started to piece it together because they were posting the same pictures from like the same places, you know? Mm-hmm. And then just literally, maybe last night, maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it's this morning. Oh my God. It was so recent, but it was a picture of her little cute manicured heart nails and his big tattooy hand um, and a heart. And it was like a public, like them going public. So Courtney is with Travis Barker and it's like the craziest meeting of like mid aughts LA celebrity worlds. You know what I mean? Like, yes, my, I can't handle it. I know that's a lot of detail. <laughs> no, 
I mean, it, it's also like it's always a fun story when it's these things where people have known each other for a long time and have a connection, a history already, rather than just. I mean, I love stories where somebody's like, "Yeah, we met at a party one night, just hit it off." I love that stuff, but I it's there's something I don't know. I'm gonna call it old world romantic about when Friends somebody has known lovers. someone for a really long time. Yes, and exactly. Like, it's just I, it's nice. And I think for me, I was like, all love is good. I was rooting. I'm always rooting for Courtney, but I was also just like to the to the Scott of it all in dating like children. I mm-hmm. was like, that is a person who's lived a life, who has yes. like a life and is a grown up who has like experienced yes more than most people experience like grief and loss and like uh, and and lived a big life and is like that tells me that like that's such a that's such a strong pairing in my mind like a person who's been like the eldest sister of the kardashians like what that experience has been like and then being with somebody who's mm-hmm. experienced everything he has i was just like oh that's like two grown-ups who don't have kids and and exes and half kids half sisters and half this and it's like I just was like, oh, that's an adult person who's who's has like a pretty matched big life, you know? Yeah, it's it's two adults getting together who both have messy, complicated lives and are okay with that. Yes, and like just driving nice, kind of in their own way. Yeah, and it's the thing, I mean, if you're young and listening to this, perhaps you're sitting there going like, but I want the big... Uh, I want I want the giant whirlwind romance to which I say, yes, go do that when you're younger. <laughs> and then as you get older, you might go like, I want an adult in my Who's, life who can share in my experience. Yes, you know, and, exactly. and I think I think that's why I got so excuse me, so excited. I was just like, oh, and everybody just, you know, it's so weird to root for like these happy millionaires. You know, you're like, they're fine. But it's yeah. like. <laughs> It's they are they're fine, but it's like yeah. I mean, they should all be taxed to high heavens. However, yes. it's and their wealth is truly disgusting. But um, I don't know. I'm just happy about it. It's a, I love love. I like the idea of it, and like everybody always tethers her. It's kind of that like um, you know, Brad Pitt Jennifer Aniston thing. It's just like everyone mm-hmm. is is rooting for this couple so much that it's like it makes you happy when they're like no, and they're living their life. So that's. Courtney I know I've also like we haven't even gotten to some of them sorry I like have too much to say about this family <laughs> well the good news is that the last remaining family all kind of like tighten a little knot together like Kendall yeah. less so because there's less to say but the Kylie of it all and and how that connects to Rob is a quick one that I can move through cool yeah so now we got Rob the youngest a man of socks <laughs> um <laughs> Dating his sister's ex-boyfriend's baby mama. Yes. So that's sort of like the most, one of the more complicated layers is right. Rob dating Black China. Yeah. So who, Black China is Tyga's ex. Black but Tyga before have that, together. before yes. even that, what is very, a piece that gets lost is that Black China and Kim were very good friends. Oh, okay. Black China and Kim were like very, very, that's how she had any proximity to the family was that they black China and Kim were very good friends. Black China was with Tyga. Yes. Forever. And Tyga and her had a, had a son named King Cairo and broke up. Tyga started dating Kylie who was underage and it, the family tried very hard to hide it. Because uh, Tyga was in his 20s and Kylie was 
16-ish. And, you know, basically they tried to like hide him on the show, but they were clearly like dating while she was underage. And then we, we can get into the cut when we get to Kyla, but th- then some years later, Black China. So this is Kylie's ex-boyfriend's baby mama. Ky- Robert starts dating Black China. That is the trickiest part of the whole thing. Yeah. Is like that, and they have a baby together. Mm-hmm. And the sisters, whose dream, who is the sweetest little, cute little sweetie, um, and dream, Robert Kardashian and and uh, Black China have dream. And pretty immediately their whole thing like falls apart. And it's also like pretty obvious the sisters felt like it was a revenge type of situation or a way to like secure money. Like they clearly never trusted Black China and hated her. And like they've been in litigation over season two of Robin China for like some time because they were executive producers on it and pulled the plug on it after like Robin China broke up. And Rob did a very heinous thing, which is that when they broke up, they were having a lot of public back and forth and Rob posted like revenge porn and posted like photos of her vagina. Rob. I, hate, I hate Rob. Um, yeah. Unforgivable. And, uh, and yeah. nope. posted like private, private photos, like took them down or whatever, but like in like in their back and forth fighting. And they clearly were like, there's also this like very ugly period that's not worth getting into, but of like Lamar's dark downward spiral also involved Rob. And it's when Rob like disappeared and sort of like disappeared from public life. And they've never really come out and said like what it was. And they've always been like, Oh, it was, he just didn't want to be on camera anymore. And they've never said whether it's like drugs or what, what it's been. And it's been sort of like shrouded in a strange way. But whatever it is, like him and China's situation was like really nasty and crazy. And he, in their fighting, yeah, posted like revenge porn photos of her and their show got pulled and then she sued the Kardashians and they've been in this like, I think they might've just settled it, but they've been in this nasty custody battle between where it's like not, because Rob has no income, you know, like fully like supported by the family and his mom. So it's been like this really weird lawsuit, like against his sisters, basically, because they are the EPs of the show that got pulled. But I believe they are co-parenting and it is like mostly amicable as of right now. Black China says she's in a positive space. Okay, good. It was messy. It looked like it was going to get really bad. And then it felt like Kris Jenner cut her a really nice check and it just like went away. You know, really nice checks. will do that. Yeah. I mean, if it, there's one thing, Chris a lot Jenner of things I'll do. leave with a really nice check. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a really nice check and I will go away. <laughs> a lot of situations. Um, so we got Kendall and Kylie. They're the Jenners, so they're not quite the Kardashians, but I feel like they're so much a part of the verse that we kind of have to cover them a little bit, at least. At least uh, the highlights. Well, yeah, I'll move through it quick. There isn't a whole lot with Kendall, to be honest. Like her dating life has been limited. Blake Griffin. Yes, Blake Griffin. She tends to date basketball players. She is with this guy. Oh, my God. I cannot remember his name. A basketball player from the Phoenix Suns right now. Ben Simmons. Yes. 
They just went public over Valentine's. She's not very public. There's been many rumors. There was a lot of rumors for a lot of years that she was gay. And there mm-hmm. was like, uh, no. Harry real- Styles. Harry Styles. Oh, friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. Um, um but yeah. it seemed like people kind of wanted to pin her down and like she has never really had like a very public dating life and like is seems to be a pretty busy model. Um, and so busy courting controversy life. and Pepsi commercials. Oh my goodness. Well, solving problems, you mean, Steve? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. yes, sorry, sorry. Pep- solving problems. Handing, <laughs> handing Pepsi cans to people. Um no, so so her her like her love life like I give her a lot of credit like it stays very out of the spotlight. Um, it's definitely not like anywhere on the scale of her anyone else in her family. Um, and then Kylie's again like I think of it as pretty sad because she was like in this relationship with this. I mean that's just my mor- morals at play, but like the idea that the family was like all really okay with her dating such an older guy when she was with Tyga and clearly like hiding it because it was illegal. Um, but yeah, she was with Tyga and then they broke up and then, you know, I'm trying to think if there was any notable relationship before Travis Scott, but I don't think there's anything in my mind that jumps out. But then she, there wasn't a lot, honestly, of super public um, info about her and, Travis Scott, when they started dating, they went to the Met Gala together. And then she had famously a secret pregnancy. Mm, <laughs> they stormy. Had stormy. And that was a very fun reveal. It had already been pretty much speculated at that time since she like lived on Snapchat and lived on social media and had just suddenly gone dormant for like nine months. People had like, you know, speculated. But um, it was still a very fun reveal. I guess they, she just turned three. So three years ago, right around now, because it was right before the Super Bowl. Oh, my she, God. That means that two years ago, she rented out a soundstage on the Universal lot where they um, filmed Will and Grace uh, for her party. Oh, is that where Stormy World happened? Stormy World was in uh, was in one of the brand new sound stages on the Universal lot. Yeah, giant Stormy head that you had to walk through to oh, get in. It was oh, the trams, the tour trams were going like past it. It was horrifying. Oh, I hated that head so much, and they brought it back. This they brought it back, and they like oh, no. keep it. They keep it in some warehouse. But yeah, they like they had Stormy and. And to be honest, like, it was one of those funny things where, like, I didn't, I wasn't aware of, like, how famous Travis was, like, and that he was becoming the most famous rapper and up for a Grammy and, you know, album of the year and all this stuff. But they really were, like, this king and queen moment. And, you know, that was when she became the official billionaire on the cover of Forbes. And then in his famous song, Sicko Mode, his, the last line is about like baby mama on the cover of Forbes. And it's like, it was this sort of king and queen of like youth, wealth, celebrity, everything. And then they sort of mysteriously separated in this very amicable way. And neither of them has like been with anybody else publicly. And so everybody has always wondered, like they appear in each other's stories and everybody's always like, Oh, they co-parent, but they've never announced that they're back together. But whatever their deal is, they seem to be in good terms. And like, it seems like a pretty great arrangement for like 
two very young, very insanely wealthy, famous people who kind of like don't have to abide by any of the societal rules that we do. So whatever they're doing (laughs) is their deal. But that's Kylie's deal is that, and she's been linked to, you know, like in, there was a rumor of her with Drake. There's rumors of her with, with like other people, but it kind of seems like she and Travis are like mostly together raising Stormy, but Mm -hmm. living like weird billionaire lives. Sure. Yeah, where they can do whatever they want because uh, they don't have any co- to face any consequences. I, I've said that for, for years. Actions. Yeah, like I've said that ever since the Beyonce and Jay Z rumors of their divorce. I've always been like, we're ascribing like these lanes and highways that like these people don't exist in. Like yeah. they don't have to like they don't have to like we're like well are they together or are they not well what happens is it a divorce or is it not and it's like these are people who literally yeah. live in such an altered gigantic like reality inversion we have no concept of like what a marriage what a partnership yeah. what like the business between them means mm-hmm. like we want so badly for it to be like well is it like me and tim or is it not <laughs> define <laughs> the like- relationship <laughs> i need these I need all these K's to DTR. <laughs> do they which do they share their bed? And we're like, well, they're living very different lives. Is is where I always sit with it. <laughs> yeah, and and by different, I mean unfathomable to the common man. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea. Yeah, we have no idea what it's like to look at a person across from you and be like, we are multiple billions of dollars, and then yeah. be like, yeah, well, add zeros, more zeros after those numbers. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I think that the lesson that we have taken from this is that these very wealthy people have dated other wealthy people and made wealthy relationships that have gotten wealthier and that none of that money has gone towards public schools or, <laughs> or well, like <laughs> roads. They have done a bit of charity here and there. They've done a bit of charity here and there on the whole their wealth and their display of their wealth is increasingly grotesque as Kim learned when she posted about her birthday and became a joke. And -hmm. now they like uh, try to hide a lot of their shit. Um, And their, you know, their obsessive consumerism and body obsession is like to be reviled and I'll, I'm there forever, you know, count me in. (laughs) But, but it is important to note that it's problematic. And I always thought, I guess I thought it was really fascinating in the year of like Parasite and this last year and like the eat the rich and the pandemic of it all, like that they have doubled down on their, like the concept of billionaires, the concept of striving towards like what we are all realizing is like the most heinous stuff to to put at the center of the dartboard but uh, in its own weird like pop culture disgusting way i'm like good for you (laughs) like these people are true to the core of like what their shit is about and the same way i love like all nasty divas and and celebrity psychos i'm like okay yeah well we've said it once um mark rennie i don't know if he coined the phrase but he said it on here we support wild women that is what we do here on why did you know the wilder the better yes well, thank you guys for letting me barf so much of it out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just Ernie, thanks so much for coming on. Why do you know that? I wish I knew why is that. <laughs> <laughs> Call my mom. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to plug at this time? I mean, I think 
I've, I've, I've grotesquely plugged my podcast. Um, it's called, you're just, you're just following in the footsteps of Kim. That's all. Okay. Yes. I, I learned, <laughs> I've learned a great deal from it's Kim, an homage from, from my mentor, Chris. No, uh, I but listen to us. We're Kardashian it. Um, it's going to be a lot of this and yeah, you can find me at JJJLA on all the things and that's it. All right. Wonderful. And if uh, if there are updates to this that happen between now and by the time this is released, I don't know, yeah. Steve. Steve will figure it out. Yeah, you know what? We might because this family is all over the place. Yeah. All I was the gonna time. say you if- gotta move. You gotta keep up. It's exhausting. Okay, everybody, here is your Kardashian relationship update. As promised, as of this episode going live, Kim and Kanye have filed for divorce, and Travis has not yet proposed to Courtney. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.